Welcome back to the Matt Report Podcast, first episode since December 19th, 2019. It is the year 2020, I guess, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> it's the Matt Report Podcast, mattreport.com, mattreport.com slash subscribe. Join that mailing list. It's the number one way to stay connected. It's the podcast for, for years now, WordPress entrepreneurs. And more recently, what I've been saying is the modern entrepreneur. You know, because we're trying to cover more things than just WordPress, which is the essence of today's podcast. If you follow me on Twitter, Facebook, email lists, (laughs) you would know that I've been posting about a new project for 2020 called The Business 5000. You can find The Business 5000 at business5000.com. And I would encourage you to join the mailing list over there. It's the number one way to stay connected to that endeavor. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Give you a little bit, bit, bit of a recap about how I see that all, I almost said unraveling, but that'd be a negative connotation, unfolding uh, at the start of the new year. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, man, just another, another project, another content project. Can't believe it. Well, you're not the only one in that boat. I can't believe it either. But what I found is doing things in public and doing a lot of things is just the only way I know how to do things, if that makes any sense. You know, having discussions with people, trying things out, and really working out the idea out in public uh, is just the only way I know how to do it. And I actually heard, I actually felt a little bit better with coming to grips with that reality when I recently heard uh, Seth Godin talk about that on his podcast. And uh, he wasn't the one to uh, coin this formula to success, if you will, or road to success. Somebody else did. And if I was a better researcher, I'd have, you the, I'd have the name for you in this episode. But if you're like me, it's just, I can't do things in the dark. I can't do things... You know, in the closet, I need that that constant feedback and reciprocation of stuff that I'm putting out into the world, whether it's good or bad. Like, I love, you know, if you don't know, I do a YouTube channel called Plug and Tut over at youtube.com slash Plug and Tut. I love comments that are negative. <laughs> uh, sometimes people are giving me some constructive criticism, but other times it's you know, the thing with the, with the YouTube world is you can never win, right? If you're a content creator on YouTube, you can just never win, especially in the tutorial space. Because the tutorial space is, and the reason why it does so well in terms of growing an audience is because people are actively searching for this thing that you're about to teach them how to do. And quite often people will land on a video of mine and I'll get comments like, talks way too fast, doesn't really teach us the you know what, what should be taught. Or talks too slow and the video's too long. So it's like you can never win. It's either too long, too short, not the right information, too much information. Uh, it's impossible, you know, to win in the WordPress tutorial space, especially in the WordPress tutorial space. Or I guess I should say, if you're doing things the right way. The right way always seems to be the hardest, isn't it? Isn't that the thing? Especially with WordPress. 
Like you don't want to just throw any plugin on your website. You don't want to throw any theme on your website. Well, why, Matt? Why don't you want to do that? Well, you have to be concerned with code quality. And is the person who's creating this, uh, doing this to have a sustainable business? Are they going to be around? Are you going to get good support from them? Are they doing a, a proper product update cadence where you always get the most recent patches in a timely manner? Is it going to work well with other plugins? Is our compatibility issues backwards compatible? All these things, security, performance. So you try to answer these things with this complete holistic view so that things are done right. And then the greedy YouTube searcher, (laughs) viewer, slaps you down and complains. The best ones are when they get on a video of mine, because I've been doing YouTube for a while, especially on my uh, old agency channel where I started videos, you know, maybe eight, nine years ago. You know, and they're, they're, they're looking at the first video I ever did about gravity forms, which, you know, WordPress was barely in version, you know, whatever, 3.1 at, the, at that time. And people are like, this, this is stupid. This, this doesn't even work. It's like, did you look at the date on the video? This is like 10 years old. What, what did you expect in software? Over a decade old and you're looking for the right answer? Who's wrong here? <laughs> Who's wrong here? Is it me? because I created this video 10 years ago, or you, because you're watching a video from 10 years ago, or YouTube's algorithm. (laughs) There's a a thought. Maybe it's YouTube algorithm. That's the problem, which wouldn't be the first time we'd blame YouTube. So before we dive into Business 5000, talk about that endeavor, ran across an article called, or titled, Marketing Lessons Learned over more than a decade growing startups, uh, written by Kyle Tibbetts. Uh, he has it on his Medium blog. But if you go to Kyle Tibbetts, Kyle, K-Y-L-E, Tibbetts, T-I-B-B-I-T-T-S dot com, search for him, find him on Twitter as well. It started as a Twitter storm. Do you people still say that these days, a tweet storm? Anyway a collection of tweets, 30 of them or so. And uh, it's just a collection of thoughts around marketing. And I, and it's really a goldmine. It's a lot of thoughts that I've had in my brain and across a lot of my content over the years. Uh, but he's just put it so well and so accurately uh, across 30 individual tweets, or again, in this complete blog post that you can read. But number one starts with, and I'll quote this one, great marketing emanates from a great product. If the product sucks, no amount of world-class marketing can redeem it. Marketing can help make a good product great, but it will never make a bad product good. And it's an excellent thinking point to kick off uh, an additional 30 or so points. And it's so true. And I think so true and sort of... um, retrospective, retrospective, introspective <laughs> to what I'm doing with, with the Matt Report versus the Business 5000. And uh, which is funny because it's just like I had this recharge about halfway through last year. I was like, I'm going to rebrand Matt Report. I'm going to really focus on that modern day entrepreneur. And, I, and I'm still going to, but I rebranded it. And new logo, new design, I had actually started that like a year ago, and it took over a year to get this rolled out. 
Um, just simply going back and forth with my designer, then uh, the help of my developer, Devinder, and uh, it just took a, a, an immense amount of time. Just so busy with everything else. But the idea was maybe if I rebrand it, uh, I could really put it into the right light and um, maybe people start thinking about things differently and I launched an apparel line, <laughs> you know, store.mattreport.com. Uh, and yeah, it certainly gave it a boost. It certainly felt better. But the product sucks, <laughs> right, at the Matt Report. This podcast sucks. And I'm saying that with tongue-in-cheek, right? I'm just sort of joking. But the content for years now has been only solely about WordPress for, you know, 90% of the shows, if you looked at it collectively. And focusing on WordPress isn't something that I'm super passionate about anymore. I think we could all raise our hands collectively, even if we were at a WordCamp, even if we were at WordCamp US with a thousand people there, all specifically for WordPress, we could probably say we're all sick of WordPress news because it's the same old thing. There's nothing exciting because it doesn't play by the same rules of another market, right? This isn't like cameras. I spent a lot of time in the camera world too, Fuji versus Canon versus Sony versus Nikon versus Panasonic. And I mean, the news, the, the product reviews, uh, the products coming out, the accessories, the, the rapid fire. And, even, and that's, even that is slow if you looked at something like the traditional startup world of uh, uh, your favorite apps, uh, Photoshop or, or whatever, uh, traditional uh, marketing uh, places that you uh, focus on. And at the end of the day, what I've really found is we don't really control the outcome of WordPress. And, and there's not enough variety in WordPress for, well, I hate to say it, for one person to take a side, uh, to really stake their claim in any given territory. And, you know, you could be, again, to harken back to the photography discussion, you, know, you could be like, I'm a Fuji. I shoot Fuji with all my stuff. Photos, videos, the stuff I do for the YouTube channel. And I could be a diehard Fuji fan. And I could say, you know, everything, you know, everybody wants to go Sony. Everybody wants to go the Sony a7 III and uh, a7R3 or R4, all this stuff. And, and you can sort of stake your claim and you can really be passionate about that one thing within the umbrella of photography. With WordPress, it's so tough to pledge allegiance to your favorite form plugin uh, or even favorite hosting provider. Because the market's not that big, and if you got critical of any individual or any company, it's awkward for a lot of people, <laughs> you know, to say the least. That's why journalism in WordPress is so difficult, because, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's still, I hate to say, I don't want to say mom and pop, but it's a very... Uh, community-driven, because obviously it is, community-driven business side. So you know the people. You don't want to criticize too much. They're not faceless brands. Like, you know the developers and the founders. So it, it just becomes this awkward conversation when you really start to draw the lines. Well, maybe less so in the hosting space because you have these massive companies that are out there. Uh, full disclosure, I work for Pagely.com. But obviously we're not this massive EIG by any stretch of the imagination. And anyway, I sort of get lost in this in this tangent. It's 
it's one of these spaces talking about WordPress for the last seven years that has become just, I don't know. Uh, I know my gut tells me we're on a dip and then that it will rise again once, uh, once Gutenberg gets more refined and maybe more organizations stake their own claim in how they leverage Gutenberg. Uh, we'll see a sort of rebirth or resurgence in the excitement around uh, the WordPress community. You know, if you thought like three or four years ago, when I was in the in the prime of the Mariport, I mean, there were businesses growing and, and it was exciting stories at that time because there was less consolidation. Uh, people were very new to the game. You know, if you look back at uh, my early interviews with Thomas Griffin, with some of the stuff that he was doing, uh, with Soliloquy and sort of just like all of these, you know, small products at the time. And you're like, wow, look at this. This guy's really grown this cool product. It's fun to see. He's making some good money. Where's he going to go with this? And, you know, fast forward to today to 2020, he's the president of Optin Monster. You know, there's not this homegrown kind of, you know, building this new product in the garage, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates kind of thing that we all get so amped up about. There's very there's very few uh, items like that. And, and those that are happening today, rightfully so, are getting scooped up a lot faster, right? So if I looked at Richard Tabor with what he was doing with his theme shop and what he did with Coblox, I mean, speaking of Gutenberg and GoDaddy, I mean, they, they scooped him up pretty quick. Right, they took that down pretty quick, which rightfully so. Like they're trying to stake their claim, they're trying to find good players in the space. And certainly, if a big brand can find great talent with aligning themselves with a very interesting product, then it only makes sense, right, to do that. Anyway, all I have to say is it's been seven and a half years or eight years now with the podcast, and um, the business five thousand is set to change just the scope of content that I'm creating. So let's talk about that right now. So what is the Business 5000? Well, first and foremost, go to business5000.com, sign up to the email newsletter because that's the number one way to stay connected and there's some things I need from you <laughs> if, this, if, this, if this all sounds interesting at the end of this conversation. So if you follow me on Twitter, you see me talk about it. If you watch my video... Uh, on the Matt Report YouTube channel, you kind of know about it. If you've already listened to the small audio clip that's on Business 5000, you generally get the idea of it. So thank you for you know paying attention to all of those areas. But if this is the first time you're hearing of it, it's an idea accelerator. And if I were a better entrepreneur, if I was somebody who really studied the markets, I would have actually looked to see if there if that's an actual thing that exists. But so here's how the idea was conceived. I mean, I've been talking to entrepreneurs for 10 years. I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. I am a mentor in a local accelerator. I've seen a lot. I've heard a lot. I've done a lot. I failed a lot. I've won a lot. There's a lot of things happening. <laughs> but what I found, especially more recently, as the industry, the markets, the people get sort of jaded by the Shark Tanks, the Gary V's of the world. And, and I'm not saying those are bad, but a lot of people think that they can just build a business and it can happen overnight to this day. Like, I mean, these were things we were saying five years ago. It's, it's still funny to see that people still think this way, right? Like, it's going to be so easy. I don't really need to 
worry about anything or really have a plan. And hey, sometimes that's not bad, depending on what kind of business owner you are. But a lot of people find themselves starting, getting some traction, and then, you know, having to pivot. And that's always the hardest thing. Like they think that the original idea is what they're always going to do, you know, forever. And that's as far from the truth as you can possibly get. So a business business 5,000, a business idea accelerator. There's accelerators. There's traditional accelerators, right? Like the one I mentor in 90 days. Uh, people apply to get into it. And they go through this acceleration period of learning everything that they need to know, for the most part, um, about running a business. Finances, uh, legal, real estate, uh, accounting, staffing, hiring, taxes, uh, marketing, websites, social media, all of this stuff, product creation, product development, outsourcing, all of this stuff. They kind of learn all of this stuff in this big 90-day sprint or short 90-day sprint, I should say. And there's other uh, funds, like more recently, uh, Castos, uh, where we host a podcast here. Uh, Craig Hewitt, he joined the Tiny Seed Fund, which is, um, I had uh, Rob Walling on the show not too long ago to talk about that. And that's an accelerator of sorts where they're getting some funding. They're learning how to uh, build a business. uh, And uh, obviously, Tiny Seed gets a little stake uh, and claim of their business. But it's an accelerator slash incubator of sorts at a a smaller level than, let's say, maybe like a Techstars or something like that. Anyway, what I thought was, if you have an idea, before you spend all that time, like I alluded to at the beginning of the show, you're spending all this time thinking about the product, and then maybe you start building the product, uh, you start building a landing page, you're doing all of the things that you do, like you build, a, you register a domain, you upload a WordPress site, you start building out a landing page, you hook it up to MailChimp, you do all these things, you maybe get a little bit more creative, you're like, yeah, I'll start to build a, a logo, I'll have a logo design, and then you start thinking about this marketing campaign, what about a pricing? You know, and you might do your MVP, which is cool and all this stuff. But then what happens is you have to get it out into the world. You have to start at least talking to people who are not just like, like your close relatives or friends or colleagues. You just need to get it out there. And you need to start pitching it. You need to start selling it. You need to get confident with that whole process. You need to get confident with the business that you're about to build. And then maybe it's way too early for you to even join an accelerator. Like you're not even in the ballpark of that. The Business 5000 Idea Accelerator allows you to pitch your idea to people who have built businesses before, get that feedback on your pitch, on your idea, on your product, to help you just shape it up a little bit. Like when I started the Business 5000, I started talking to a few people about it, pitching the idea to them, and I started to realize I quite literally needed the Business 5000 for the Business 5000. Like I needed a sounding board to tell people, is this going to be a viable a viable project. And that's actually might how I might start the entire whole series. It's just me throwing myself out there to say, is it's so meta, right? Like, is what you're doing right now, is this thing that we're doing right now going to work? Like, private, closed-door pitch session with, I don't want to say judges, mentors, um, providing feedback. Because the rub of the Business 5000 is, I want to create this content, but I also want to make this a way for me to monetize content. And that's the tricky part because I do want to turn this into a business. That way I can reinvest it back into this idea. And let me explain that. So the caveat 
Because some people had said, well, I, I think some people might be afraid to talk about ideas publicly, openly, on a forum like that. Which, you know, I get. I think, though, if you are somebody who's afraid to talk about your idea, then you don't really know the true idea of an entrepreneur or the true uh, challenge is not the idea, but the execution. Everybody has ideas. Just because somebody heard your idea does not mean that they can execute with the same integrity, the same passion, the same success that you might. But in a way to defend against that, and in a way to monetize the Business 5000, at least as far as I, I know right now, is to put it on a newsletter, right? So this is, there, there would be a public-facing podcast to obviously drive interest, traffic, marketing, so on. But the meat of it would only be accessible if you're on the email newsletter. So the content, the videos, the, the audio only goes to the, the newsletter recipients. And that's monetized for a very small fee, right? 50 bucks a year, 80 bucks a year, 100 bucks a year, I'm not sure. But the idea is it's a way to monetize content and provide valuable content for people. So if you're just interested in startups and ideas and pitching and sales and marketing, maybe you're trying to find somebody who you want to invest in or partner with, getting access to this content might be of value to you. So where I stand right now with the Business 5000 is I need people who want to pitch their idea and people who want to be mentors and listen to this, these ideas and provide feedback. And it'd probably be like a dual session. So you first come in and you pitch your product or idea and you get some feedback. And then two weeks from then you come back and you pitch it again. So there's some logistics I have to iron out. There's a way this all has to roll out. I have to figure it out. But I'm going to take it small steps at a time. But that would be the idea that you come in, you get your, you're amped up, you're ready to pitch your product or idea, you get in front of some people, they give you some feedback. It wasn't what you were expecting. And now you're like, hey, I'm going to apply this to my, to my pitch. I'm going to get better. Maybe you go back and you hunker down for a bit. You, you, you realign some things and you come back and you give a better pitch. And people are like, wow, I get that idea now. I totally understand. It makes so much more sense. Like that's the goal. I want to be able to, I want to, be able to grow somebody's idea more importantly, I want to grow their confidence in themselves, in their pitch, within a couple weeks. So that's what I have. It's the Business 5000. It's an idea accelerator coming soon. Subscribe to the email list over at business5000.com so you can stay connected. And uh, yeah, if you're an idea person, you want to pitch your idea, let me know. Join the list first. You'll get an automatic email with some things in it. Uh, and then you can just reply to that. Let me know about your idea and how you want to or what you want to do. Or if you're somebody who wants to be a mentor, same thing. Sign up, please, for the mailing list and respond that you want to be a mentor when you get the automated email that comes to you. And then um, I'm giving it a couple more weeks to just keep marketing it, keep pushing it out there, building up a list. And then I'll start to schedule things and formulate a plan. But this will be the new focus of my content creation efforts. And then the Matterport might take a small step back into just a monthly show for now as I find my footing with the Business 5000. Uh, maybe turn it into just a monthly discussion with uh, a few people at a time 
sort of a roundtable of sorts. I used to do a lot of news roundtables, live shows, things like that. I don't want to do another live show. Uh, I want to do audio recorded just so the quality is a little bit better. There's a lot of live shows out there now with WordPress. But I just want to have these deeper discussions around some of the, the things that are moving around in WordPress and doing it weekly, bi-weekly. Number one, it's way, way too much work for me right now. But number two, there's not, not enough stuff happening in WordPress for, for it to be weekly, uh, in my humble opinion, at this point. So maybe turn it into a monthly show. Let me know what you think about that. Tweet, tweet at me, at Matt Report or at Matt Medeiros on Twitter. So that's the plan. And I do hope that you uh, you join us for the ride, as it were. <laughs> I really appreciate all the listenership. And obviously, the show is not going away. It's just shifting. Uh, I'm constantly shifting the Matt Report, which you all know, because I've always had different seasons, different structures, different hosts. I mean, God, if you've stayed with me this long, you're a champion. <laughs> and I appreciate it. I appreciate it for sure. Um, one other place I want you to join me, too, is PluginTut, youtube.com slash PluginTut. Uh, it's the plug-in t- it's the plugin tutorial channel that I do. Almost 10,000 subscribers on YouTube there, so I'm pretty excited about that. It's another milestone. I do these tutorials every uh, once a week, perhaps, maybe, if I'm lucky. And it's just fun. Uh, I'm really finding a lot more joy in it now that the channel has grown. Uh, when I first started it, it was a daunting task. Uh, but now that it's a little bit larger, uh, I don't mind putting the effort in anymore. It makes me a couple bucks on YouTube ads. So, that's oh, that's always fun. You don't get rich, but... You can pay for some groceries. <laughs> so I do appreciate that. Speaking of, I saw some, uh, what, what we'll say, uh, a real podcast, uh, a podcast network. Got a hold of a podcast network that does some tech shows. Not massive shows by any stretch of the imagination. You know, maybe at most 100,000 downloads a month. Maybe not even that. Maybe it was like half of that. Anyway, I saw the price point for sponsorship. It was a whole like pricing sheet. And even for a show that got that gets like Matt Report listenership, I mean, they were getting ridiculous money for, for sponsors. Like I thought I was charging a lot for sponsors when I was doing sponsorship. Uh, people were charging three times that. Or this ad network, or not an ad network, this podcast network is charging three times that. It really started scratching my head. Like I literally saw this today, the day that I'm recording. So I'm like, maybe I should scrap this whole plan and go back to a weekly podcast because the sponsorship dollars are insane. And I listened to one episode or two episodes, I should say, of this tech show. And it's not it's uh, it's software tech. And my God, the the show was not entertaining at all. And you know, I sort of just like. I mean, maybe I'm doing the same thing. I'm just droning on, and, and maybe that's what it felt like when I was listening to this other show. But man, these, these guys weren't even entertaining. And then the, the kicker was, I listened to it, and they read an ad, and it was just like, oh boy, we got to do this ad. And <laughs> I was just like, man, you should, you should be kissing the feet of these people who are spending this money. Like we're talking, I think at least a thousand bucks an ad spot. Like, Wow. Hey, you want to sponsor the Matt Report for a thousand bucks? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll take that. I'll take half of that if you want to sponsor an episode. No hosts. No web hosts. <laughs> Conflict of interest. No web hosts. All right. That's all I got today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you're still around listening. I like to do these solo episodes now and again. Business5000.com. It's the Idea Accelerator. 
If you're interested, you want to be a, somebody who wants to pitch your idea, you want to be a mentor, or you're just generally wanting this kind of content to see how all this stuff plays out, go to business5000.com and sign up to the email list. It's the number one way to stay connected. All right. We'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>